Blog Talk Radio. Hello, welcome to Snake Oil Radio here on Blog Talk Radio. This is your host, Jim Ventura, and I am uh, trying to get this chat room up and running as well, too. So, all right, distracting myself here. Okay, thanks for tuning in. If it's your first time uh, checking out uh, Snake Oil Radio, uh, my uh, I am uh, Jim Ventura. I am a professional soothsayer. I am uh, I have expertise in astrology and numerology and tarot and animal cards and rune stones and uh, I have mastered quite a few uh, oracles and uh, I use them as kind of a guidance system. Um, I'm, uh, you know, I, I'd like to remind. My clients, my listeners, that I am not a psychic in the traditional sense. I help guide and and, and help pe- tap people into their own reality creating process in, in hopes of helping them do that more effectively and in a way that's uh, more fulfilling. Uh, and I use those tools to help along the way. I'm also an author, and I have one published book already called Dirty Little Secrets and a very inspiring and also fun book to read, and that's available on Amazon.com, or you can contact me directly at my website if you want to check that out. Uh, Snake Oil Radio I've been doing for about two years now, and uh, basically uh, the premise of my my show is I I read my monthly column, and then from there... uh, Basically, uh, I, I talk a bit about the subject for a bit. If there are any callers that want to comment or or, uh, or even ask me questions, I do do. Uh, once once I'm finished with reading the initial column and talking for a few bits, I'll open the phone lines up. And uh, if anybody wants to uh, ask any questions and do a little quick five-minute mini reading of sorts, then we're open to doing that as well, too, during this 45-minute show, even though, of course, I do have to keep them brief since uh, we're looking at, uh, you know, we're looking at a 45-minute show to be, to be dealing with time-wise. Anyway, so to get started, what I'd like to do is I'd like to uh, read this month's column, and, uh, and then, we'll, then, I'll, then we'll talk a little bit about it. Now, it turns out, actually, I wrote this column back in, I think, 2004, I believe, is when I initially, 2003, actually, is when I initially wrote this. And uh, interesting uh, background to this, this was just a couple of years after uh, the the 2000 uh, millennium shift in that sense, so uh, I, I decided to uh, reprint and, and re-talk about this subject again. So this column is called, The End Times Are Near. Since the early 80s, when I began to study metaphysics, a variety of people have subjected me to new theories about the coming of the end of the world. Channelers have predicted catastrophes, radical earth changes, California slipping into the ocean, governments collapse, and a host of other dire predictions. Many religious groups and cults sell apocalyptic visions of how near the end of the world is. A few years ago, I was in a Walmart in a small town in northern Arizona and noticed this very theme in many of the religious books being sold. I was amazed at the amount of material devoted to prophecies of doom and gloom. I've seen magazines and books with theories from scientists to conservationist groups who've also predicted an assortment of disasters. 
want us to wonder, is catastrophe inevitable? Is the world coming to an end? I was first exposed to this idea back in the late 70s when I was in the ninth grade. Someone brought copies of a tabloid to school. The tabloid reported that a comet would hit the United States at 12 noon that day, causing massive destruction all over the planet. That day, lunchtime was divided between fearful students, some actually in tears, and the rest of us making deliciously cruel comments to the dumbasses who actually believe this stuff. 1999 brought on the most dramatic set of crazy predictions. I had a few people tell me it was foolish to be in Phoenix during this time. They had attended seminars telling them that the National Guard would be surrounding the city, electricity would stop, rioting and looting would be rampant, and planes would fall from the sky. One wealthy woman with too much time and paranoia on her hands informed me that she had stocked her shed with two years' worth of dry food and water. She had also purchased a pedal car for the crisis times that were inevitable. She would be one of the few wise enough to plan for transportation. Like all the other crazy predictions I've been handed over the years, 2000 came and went, with things more or less continuing on as they always have. Things like the second coming, the tribulation, a new ice age, or the sun going nova and aliens conquering our planet, or the end of life as we know it in any other form may still loom ahead of us. I guess all these things are theoretically possible. Still, my perception in all of this has always been the same. What does it really matter if any of this comes to pass? Why waste time worrying about it? I've noticed that the majority of people claiming to have all the powerful secret information all seem to have similar patterns. When your marriage is a disaster, your job sucks, you're sexually frustrated, you struggle with whether your life is meaning, and emotional issues are left unresolved, having secret doom and gloom knowledge can make us feel powerful again. Most men and women waiting for the aliens to land in their yard and contact them again are starving for a sense of purpose and aliveness. They have a distorted, honest desire to help the world in some way. This is a way of expressing that desire. I'm not blind to the problems in this world. Conservationists make good points at times. We can't continue pillaging this planet without expecting repercussions. Things in many areas need to change. Disastrous weather patterns, global warming, overpopulation, ozone depletion, to name only a few, are realities in some aspect in this world. I think it is probable that we have had alien contact. Assuming that we are the only planet with life on it is rather narcissistic. Metaphysical and biblical predictions may have some accuracy as well. Although misinterpretations of both areas are abundant. Still, why do so many people think that everything predicted in the Bible written thousands of years ago has anything to do with present time? I figure what good is it focusing on these negative predictions anyway? For my studies of life in this world, we can't really get out of our school lessons. We signed on to learn and to grow and play here on Earth. Even if we individually took our own life, we would still have karma to deal with and eventually reincarnate and play out whatever we dodged the last time around. Better yet, rather than focusing on all the problems and cringing in fear about inevitable catastrophes, why not be part of the ones taking steps to make positive changes? It may sound corny, but why not be part of the solution? 
Even if we go so far as to destroy ourselves and our world collectively, I'm guessing we would recreate another world, plane or experience, to finish our karmic lessons and our evolution. If nuclear war or some other catastrophe hit, do I really want to be alive in some bunker or bomb shelter with all the annoying, denigrating, surviving pain in the asses who predict all this crap anyway? I would rather go out with everyone else. Living my life, growing, learning, having fun right up until the very end. I'd rather be having sex with my partner, smoking a tasty cigar, taking that with my cap, or drinking a delicious cup of coffee with a few friends in a cool coffee house. All I spent worrying and preparing for the end world is a far bigger catastrophe than a world crisis could ever be. Okay, so that was my uh, semi-sarcastic... Uh, <laughs> my semi-sarcastic column. And, you know, if you're familiar with my writing as well, you know, I am absolutely, you know, to me, uh, there are so many uh, elements of life and reality that exist simultaneously within the structure of our experience. Uh, But, you know, again, we really have to decide where we're going to focus our energy um, and and be selective about that in that sense, in in terms of, 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 you know, where to put that energy. Uh, in that respect. So that said, first let me say, I'll talk a little bit more about this. Let me say hello to Amethyst72. Uh, I see a couple people in the chat room, so uh, I'd like to say hello to you. I love your little uh, stars and hearts and all kinds of good little <laughs> symbols there. So hope you are doing well today. Um, I, I, any questions or anything that that's asked of me, I'm probably going to verbally answer as opposed to uh, typing and writing in the chat room, only because I am a little um, slow at, at, at multitasking in those terms. So once I'm on air, I usually kind of, for the most part, will we'll stick to commenting or talking while I'm on air. So that said, uh, again, hello and welcome to anybody in the chat room and anybody listening today. So anyway, talking a little bit about the subject, uh, I'm going to open up the phone lines in a few minutes, but, um, you know, I, I, you know, we, we really are moving through some very, very difficult times. I think certainly in a couple of years when we look back on, on 2008 through, through much of 2010, I think we're going to realize to some extent we lived through um, what could almost be termed a depression. Uh, you know, certainly a lot of people still struggling, and you know, if you look around, you know, with the, I mean, the wet, anyone to question whether their weather patterns are screwed up has got to be out of their mind. Um, uh, there's no question to me that there is, uh, you know, real, real issues with w- what's going on in this world. Things are definitely being shaken up, but I think that the, um, you know, the next area. Of course, that is so uh, significantly, you know, uh, getting people to fear uh, is the uh, issue with 2012 and and what's going to happen um, in quote unquote 2012. So uh, yeah, a lot of people, you know, again, it's another marker for everyone to get a little nervous and a little bit fearful and a little bit scared in that context. And, you know, again, like I kind of pointed out in the piece, guys, you know, be aware of what's going on in this world. Keep your eyes open. Know that we have problems. Work to solve them. But I think when we get so caught up in in this fear about everything falling apart, 
and all of that. Again, a lot of it really is escape mechanisms um, and, and really wanting to avoid, you know, the, the details and, and realities of our lives. And I, I really encourage my clients and friends and people to, you know, again, be conscious of what's going on around us, but, you know, don't get so caught in, in this, this crazy stuff, especially, too, because, you know, for the most most part, my clients and my, my readers and my listeners are either very new-agey people or somewhat new-agey people. So for this one message I always love to impart to people is, uh, you know, in our, in our genre, for lack of a better way of putting it, is, you know, we don't really need help with looking like we're cuckoo. Uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, really, you know, come on, guys. We, 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 we want to stay um, as focused in reality as you know uh, two feet in reality and then the ability to to sense to understand to take direction and insight from the other world that's a powerful place to be don't lose that place you know stay in 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 this world while while using the wisdom and inspiration that that comes from from the other world in that sense uh when we're too focused in either world then you know we really do lose our power in that sense. If you talk to people who are completely oblivious to any type of metaphysical perception, uh, it's always a little sad to me in that sense. But I also feel the same way on the extreme side with people who sort of become a little cuckoo bird in that sense uh, <laughs> on the metaphysical side as well. So again, that's really the point that I wanted to make here. And uh, anyway, I'm going to open up the phone lines here because we still have about a half hour and for for two purposes here. Uh, you may call and comment and uh, about the subject or give me your opinion, or if you're interested in a, uh, a five-minute little mini reading and you have a question you want to ask and see what kind of comes up around that, um, you're welcome to do so. So that number is... Let's see if I'm getting this right. Okay, guest calling number is 646-200-3966. Again, that number is 646-200-3966. Anyway, so uh, we'll see if we get any callers, uh, and we'll go from there. Okay, so while uh, we see if anyone is uh, brave enough to... To call in here. Uh, a couple of other things I want to mention. Um, anyway, if you're if you're not already getting my monthly column, then uh, absolutely, uh, you know, feel free to contact me at VenturaSage at yahoo.com, or you can contact me at VenturaWords at mac.com and get added to my mailing list. Uh, it is a uh, free service, so uh, you know no one is ever going to get your email address or there's no sales element involved in what I do. I do advertise some of my sessions and classes and things, but primarily it's kind of an insightful uh, monthly column uh, apropos, appropriately called snake oil in that sense. So uh, it's V-E-N-T-U-R-A, S as in Sam, A as in Apple, G as in Guy, at Yahoo.com or VenturaWords at Mac.com. Also, if you're looking for more information on my personal sessions, which I do do in person and by the phone, 
you can also go to my website, and that is at http. colon I believe uh, slash slash web. dot mac. dot com slash Ventura words words plural. So you can get more information about any of the services I do, and there's a few past columns posted. As well on that, and information about my books and my next book, which should be out in late 2010, early 2011. Again, so the website is http: colon slash slash web dot mac dot com slash ventura words. Okay, so so far I don't have、um, any callers, so I'm going to talk a little bit more about this、uh, until we necessarily get one.、Um, And、uh, we'll kind of、uh, again continue talking about this subject.、Um, the piece that I, w- I was really initially commenting on was, you know, back in '99.、Uh, depending on how old you are, you know, it's funny to be to be talking about '99 as、um, now that we think about this. This is eleven、um, years ago. That's so amazing.、Uh, <laughs> that 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 was eleven years ago already. But you know, if anybody remembers. You know, clearly there was really a lot of, of hoopla about what was going to happen.、Um, I guess they were calling it Y2K. That was the uh, the big uh, scare at the time、um, that was going on. And I was actually, excuse me, I was actually dating someone who lived in、uh, Sedona, Conwood, at that time,、um, and、uh, they. Uh, let me answer this question quick here in the, the chat room.、Uh, do I have Facebook? Yes, I actually am on Facebook. In fact, you can、uh, let me interject that interject this thought here because Emmett is seventy two. Just asked me a question. Yeah, I do have Facebook.、Um, in fact, there's a fan page.、Uh, it just you know track my name, Jim uh, uh, Jim or it's probably under Jim Ventura in Phoenix, and、uh, not only do I will accept you as a Facebook friend, but there's also a fan page. Where usually my columns and information and things go out、uh, as well too. So if you want to make that connection to Facebook, you may do that as well. Anyway, so yeah, I was dating someone at the time.、Um, uh, let me see what we're saying here too. I worked at the grocery store overnight shift. We actually closed the store before midnight.、Uh, <laughs> absolutely.、Uh, Yeah, I'm gonna comment in the chat room. That's very, very funny.、Um, yeah, it was.、Uh, you know, I, I remember I, again. I was connected with Sedona at the time, of course. And anyone's familiar with Sedona, Arizona, is a very metaphysical spot. Beautiful place to go, by the way. Gorgeous, beautiful, and and really nice in the mountains. Wonderful people, but very, very new agey, which of course has its plus, and then in some ways has its minus. Only because, again, you'll you'll tend to get a lot of really evolved people.、And、that's one thing I always like to say about about metaphysical or new age people. You know, you rarely will run across、um, racism or or real cruelty in terms of of behavior. You know, people are often really awesome. That's one thing people make fun of new age people, but you typically don't get really mean people or abusive people, and certainly not racist or prejudiced or, you know, that's kick ass. You know that that they're, they're that way. So much as people want to make fun of、uh, us in that context, we you know, that, that stuff is rarely part of the packaging. On the negative side, 
yes, the, the cuckoo bird syndrome sometimes comes into play. And really, right, it was the Y2K obsession at the time, too, where uh, there were a lot of really crazy things. Again, I remember the woman who was telling me, and I mentioned this in the piece I wrote about getting a pedal car, really had stocked her her shed with food and water and dried food and had her pedal car and she just was pleading with me and my ex not to be in Phoenix at that time because of the dangers we needed to be somewhere in the mountains somewhere less um you know less city based at that time and you know I got to tell you I don't know if I even gave it more than 2 seconds thought the whole thing sounded so absolutely insane to me that because the clocks were going to change, it was going to mess up the entire grid system, and again we would all collapse into um, into you know survival mode again in that respect. This was the fantasy at the time, and of course, like I said, again this came and went. And I just sort of wonder about all these people who who were doing these seminars and all these other things and going to them, you know, kind of what do they think afterwards? Kind of makes me think of, um, you know, even a couple years back, I got involved in selling a uh, multi-level marketing product. And I remember, you know, when I did it, there was a part of me that was really um, cautious about doing it because the whole structure of multi-level marketing to me in many ways strikes me as a little bit um, kind of like the weird cult where the people – will come in initially, make the money, and the rest that follow inevitably lose uh, in that sense. But, you know, after I did it, I didn't spend a lot of money on it. The product itself was a great product, actually, that I was marketing. That was what really I was more into. In fact, I really wish they would have just marketed it in the normal way. But, um, you know, after doing it briefly, it didn't cost me a lot of money, and the product itself, again, was very good. I don't want to mention that on air. What it necessarily was, uh, suffice to say, I still have a few bottles of it. And um, I, I take it once in a while when I boost my immune system, and, and it's really good, actually. That said, the whole thing itself, you know, the whole product, the whole getting your friends to buy it, the whole having to order it all the time, you know, the whole way it was structured was just uh, ridiculous in that sense. And afterwards, it kind of felt a little bit foolish in that sense that I got caught in the trap of it in that respect because my instinct had told me not to do it, but I did it anyway. Good thing was it was a good learning experience, and again, I would probably say that about the um, Y2K obsessed folks. Maybe they they saw it as a good learning experience uh, in that respect. Uh, but yeah, you know, uh, now it's the 2012 uh, fear. I know there was a movie that came out. Um, there was a movie that came out a few months back about 2012. I think John Cusack is in it and uh, about all these crazy things that are going to happen as well. And, you know, it's funny because it brings up another very, very interesting point. You know, a lot of times when when people um, have have readings done with tarot or or astrology, and, you know, typically when someone, a lot of people, especially the tarot, I find this is the most common thing for people to be fearful of, um, it's because they see these things in movies where, uh, you know, the, 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 the dark and mysterious tarot card reader turns over the death card um, and, 
and then she gasps and then quickly puts the cards away nervously and says, I can't talk anymore. When I was a little kid, there was a song <laughs> called Dark Lady <laughs> by Cher that, that had this theme of the dark lady and actually sleeping with this woman who uh, she did a reading for her uh, husband and, you know, all this cloak and dagger darkness and all this other stuff, too, that's so associated with this. You know, you got to be conscious of, of understanding the, the dynamic of, of what is done in movies is done, done for dramatic impact. It's not meant to enter. It's meant to entertain. It's not meant to enlighten. You know, I was contacted by um, the AMC network um, a couple of years, which was about two, three years back, and they were very interested in um, finding out more about me to maybe do a show um, or, or something on their channel. And, uh, you know, I sent a little tape kind of showing briefly what I do, and then when I talked to some of the people from, the, from, from AMC, you know, they were both two really great guys. It was great talking to them, but they, they kind of said it literally to me. They said, you're not really um, what we're looking for. We need something a lot more dramatic. We need something that will that will, people will tune into that will either scare them or, or you know, sh- shake them up a bit. So that's pretty cool because it, well, it sucks, but it's cool in that it really validated that point that that I'm making. They're not looking for, you know, when I work with someone, they get insight, they often have um, help in transforming certain areas and becoming aware and looking at things from different perspectives and, and helping them to trust their intuitive ability. That stuff's hard to film. And... Uh, you know, it, it's hard to film, and it isn't quite as interesting by most people's standards in that sense. Although, um, you know, I have to give uh, Oprah Winfrey credit, because every once in a while when I tune into that show, she does have some amazing authors and people on there and really is able to bring up some very valid ideas and points that aren't quite as focused into uh, the drama element that so many people are drawn to. Um so, well, let me see what we're saying here in the chat room here. Amethyst, you're my uh, dialoguer today. Uh, yes, she says, I have a children's movie that actually has a card reader voodoo man in it that does bad things. It's a fairly new movie, uh, The Princess and the Frog. Yeah, and, and that's it in a nutshell, right then and there. I know that, um, you know, when I was a kid, you know, strangely, it's a weird duality to be drawn into to metaphysics because... You know, often, um, really, really quite often, part of the draw is the scariness, the, 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 the unique kind of weird, crazy stuff that actually pulls many people in in the first place. You know, I, I always tell people in, when, I, you know, when, they ha- when they read my, my bio, um, for me, my initial entrance into the metaphysical world was actually me being really consumed with fascination with things like Bigfoot and UFOs. Um, and I think that was, and uh, the Loch Ness Monster. Um, I, I was fascinated by this stuff. And I even remember reading books about exorcism and things of that nature. Uh, you, you know, of course, for me at the time, I was 15. Uh, I, I got into <laughs> metaphysics pretty young. 
uh, and uh, knowing it wasn't like a family thing or anything, it was just something I decided to study on my own. So really, so so that drama can actually pull people in in that sense. The problem is, again, we have to use it and evolve and, and go beyond it in that sense. You know, I still, you know, people... Well, I still hear people say things to me like, oh, my God, you know, I heard someone was using a Ouija board, and those things are really, really dangerous. And, you know, I guess, again, theoretically, a Ouija board could be a dangerous thing if you get hold of or tap into some kind of darker energy in that sense. That said, the probability of that is unlikely and has a lot more to do with your own psyche. Uh, you know the reality of a, a, a Ouija board is it's it's a piece of cardboard and plastic in that sense, and you use it as a device to get out of your way so that you can receive intuitive information or knowledge um, that way. Now, I, I personally think that it's a clunky device and probably not the best in that sense, but it does work for some people. But this fanfare around, oh my God, it's it, it, the devil came through and all of these things, you know. Uh, that that goes into a whole other tangent that I that I don't think I will necessarily probably get into today about what the devil is, in that sense. But when you're you know using something like a Ouija board or you're doing a séance, again these are the types of things that I'm talking about that have the sensational appeal to them in that sense. Um, you know if you if you've got a lot of fear, you have a lot of anxiety, um, you're going to draw what I like to call lower astral um, energy to you. So, yes, you might draw angrier spirits and darker, fearful types in that sense to you. But, you know, it's no different to take the approach of saying, you know, if you had a bunch of um, 10-year-olders that were taunting you in that sense uh, or, or saying mean things, you, you know, you would not react to a bunch of 10-year-olders. You would understand that they were 10-year-olders in that sense, and they were not evolved, and I don't mean that in a bad way, and you wouldn't react to it. I know, uh, you know, in my earlier days when I was beginning to do metaphysical work, I, you know, there were times when I really had to um, clear myself of some difficult energy from from people, from clients, from spirits that I felt were around. But, you know, in the years having done that, i got to tell you I, that that is not the case at all anymore. I do not have that uh, response anymore to these lower lower entities in that sense. I, I respect them. They're, they're lost souls in that respect. Okay, so we have a caller here. Hello to everybody in the chat room. I see we're getting busy toward the last 15 minutes of our show, but I think I'm going to take this call. If anyone else wants to call, and I might be able to get about two calls in. The caller number is 646-200-3966. Uh, any questions I'd love to take, and if you have a, you want a little mini reading, again, i got to keep it to about five minutes probably able to do about two so let me take this call hello 503 you're on the air with jim ventura how are you hey thank you i'm good my name is michelle hey michelle how are you today i'm good i'm uh curious about if you see anything what's going on with my job and my whether or not i'm getting a new job or going to get a promotion right okay let's see what we can get on that hold on one momento I'm going to pull an oracle on this and see what we have coming up here in that sense. If I can get some kind of a tune in. Yeah, that's coming up real positive. Um, you know, I'm, I'm kind of feeling out. I, I feel like 
Let me see if I can tell you kind of what I'm picking up on in that sense. I feel like you definitely have some um, some anxiety about this a bit, um, mm-hmm. but because uh, it feels like it's kind of been a little bit of a tough road in that sense. Um, but I'm feeling like um, you, you guys are kind of saying to me that you're sort of at the end of the road in that sense in terms of the difficulty. So something's about to happen here that actually feels real positive. I pulled a rune stone for you. I don't know if you're familiar with runes, but they're a Viking oracle. Uh, are you familiar with them? I am. Uh, and the rune that came up when I asked the question was the rune of joy upright. Do you think that applies to the current job I have or maybe a new job? All right, let me see if I can get some more I, detail. I, there's that? a couple things going on. Uh-huh. Yeah. What I'm feeling like um, I keep kind of getting something about um, they, I keep hearing in my head, I keep hearing the word leverage. So I keep feeling like, are you, have you been applying for other jobs or looking for other jobs? I have, yes, not too actively. And I just got a phone call for an interview for something that I applied for a couple months ago. And it's not the position I applied for, but it's going to be the same type of work I'm currently doing. Right. So does that appeal to you or not? You know, I really want to get up into management and have an office job because I'm getting older. And that's what I wanted with this company. And they've had very poor management. Now that's changing, but I'm tired of waiting. Right. Uh, Because, yeah, they're uh, – it's almost like did you did you talk to a man or did you talk to a woman? Because the cars are saying a, a female. For which position? For this that position that you have called about. This, it was a this woman. other position. It's a woman. Yeah, because the card I, I pulled two tarot cards on it, and it came up some connection with a woman. So that's what I wanted to ask about that. But it, but but the card next to it came up the five of wands reversed, which means new movement and a new change and new activity. So. You know, it's interesting because have you gone and and talked to them again since? Since the no, there's a, like I say, there's turmoil going on there, and the old manager is leaving, and some of the big heads have been in, and they were totally surprised at my background and wondered why I wasn't in an office position. Right. So, uh, so right. So, are you are you thinking of talking with them again? What's the situation? I just talked to somebody on Friday. I haven't had an actual job offer, no. Right. But they know definitely what I want, and they know I'm looking. Yeah, because I, I, I feel like, you know, what what I keep kind of getting is that the door's opening. So I, I, I do want you to kind of pursue this. But the way I want you to do it in that sense is I want you to be really, really clear about the fact that if you make a side lateral move, there has to be a plan to move upward in that sense. At some point, I kind of feel like. my current job? Um, no, even with this new one. Okay. To consider taking it. The problem that I see with the current job is it's, it feels kind of stuck. Right. In that sense, and I, I just don't. I, I feel like it would be you could you could um, you could maneuver it in that sense by by really uh, beginning to talk about the idea that you're you're, you're thinking of, of of taking something else because you don't feel like there's any potential movement forward here in that sense. Uh, so you could use that in that way. But I am feeling, I keep getting a little bit of a, you guys keep saying to, to really check out the other thing, even though it's just a side move. Are you, um, 
you know, I always okay, give people... Well, I, I haven't had that interview yet. I was just called for it, so that interview is tomorrow. Yeah, perfect. Absolutely. You're going to get, you're going to see what I mean. You're going to, you're going to get some kind of good news tomorrow in that sense. Mm-hmm. It's going to, it's going to lift your spirits a lot. You're going to feel like that there's some potential here in that okay. sense to consider doing this. I like it. I'll tell you. I, I feel like this is, you're, you're kind of getting what you asked for, but they're still telling me like there's a, I hate to use the words, there's still a few hoops to jump through. You know, it could be, it could be pain in the ass, like changing jobs. You know what I mean? and having yeah. to learn a whole new thing. But I, I feel like where you are now is, is really kind of uncomfortable. Not yeah, it is. It has been. But, but they're but changing. Just, uh, but I just don't want to wait around anymore. Yeah. I think you – how long have you been there? A year. And yeah. I tell you what, we've had like a 95% turnover. Right. And, and Yeah, see what I mean? And what does that tell you? That there's no – You know what I mean? Yeah, there's no loyalty right. to it in that sense. When you talk with them uh, tomorrow um, – uh, let me give you a couple of suggestions, but I, I'm feeling like it's already going to go well. You're going to feel a little bit of a different vibe and a different energy about what they want, and I, I really want you to be. Um, I always, I, I, I tell people to do this, tell clients to do this all the time. It sounds like a kooky thing, but trust me, just do it. Before you go on the interview, meditate for five or ten minutes on the stag, on the male deer energy, and ask okay. it to be your totem, your animal to take with you when you go. And that okay. sense. What it will do is you'll feel yourself building that sense of dignity and confidence, and you'll go in there with the sense of not arrogance as much as a sense of true pride in the most confident sense that you are a forward person, you're someone who wants to, um, to be successful and make whatever you're connected with successful, and that's the only thing that you know in that sense. Um, dignity and pride and confidence, that's what I want you to take in. Um, okay. And you'll, you'll see what I mean about what that will do. You know, a couple of years back, about two years ago, I had to um, take part-time work again, waiting tables and bartending. Um, when the economy took a dip, my business took a dip. Mm-hmm. Pretty big one, actually, in 2008. So, you know, and here I am. Here I was in my early 40s, and I had to go back to something I hadn't done in about six or seven years. But mm-hmm. it was funny because the place that hired me, that's exactly what I went in with. I did the stag energy, and I went in and I interviewed and I was just confident and strong and uh, about what I wanted, and I only wanted to work part-time, but I would work my ass off when I was there, and they would be glad that I was there because this is how I feel about things. And they just ate it up. I mean, Well, that's exactly. I'm coming with great experience. I'm a nurse, yes. and I have a, a wide background Absolutely. for this type of nursing. The trouble is I don't want to stay doing this. This is home health nursing. Right. I need an office job. Absolutely, and, and that's what um, and that's what I want you to say when you talk to them. Say, listen, I don't, I, I can do this a bit longer, and I'm good at it. But my ultimate plan is an office position in that sense. Um, and I, I really want you to stress that in a way that you have the flexibility when you do. But this is your long range plan. Um, I okay. think this is going to go over very well. Okay. Very well. Thank you so, you're, so much. So you're totally on the right track with it. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, great! Thank you okay. very much. Awesome. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm glad for you. I know. Don't the 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 uh, the uh, the age issue re- completely remove that. You're okay. older, um, and that means you're just more seasoned and stronger and more solid. And you know, trust me, I, I'm in my mid forties. And I'm working work- towards management. You know, absolutely. You're working that's, toward that's- it. Yay. Exactly. I work with a bunch of 22-year-olders. I'm telling you, I, I say this with love, but I'd like to clunk their heads together half the time. <laughs> you know, I mean, God Almighty. 
<laughs> you know, so there's something to that and, and taking mm-hmm. that in in that way. That, that you know, I'm not a kid. I don't call in sick. I don't have problems with my boyfriend that make me not. Call, you know what I mean? Right. You know that that just like I said that there's something about that directness. I feel like that I'm supposed to tell you to use, and it will come across real valuable. Okay. Okay. Will do. Awesome. Thank you so much. All right. Great talking to you. Have a wonderful you day. Too. You too. Right, bye bye. Okay, so um, that was a great call. Thank you very much uh, from uh, Michelle. Okay, so it looks like, believe it or not, we are um, coming to the uh, last couple of minutes of the show here, so I don't think I'm going to be able to take another call. Okay, yeah, I've only got three more minutes on air here, too. So let me finish up here. One, I want to thank everyone who, who checked in uh and in the uh the chat room um you know I see a couple people in here so thank you all for for tuning into the show especially all the comments from amethyst 72 and appreciate uh Michelle's phone call um and uh, I I do appreciate it I I absolutely I I want you guys to make comments uh, during the shows I want you to uh call in in that sense I think all of those things are real real valuable and uh, you know, and share with each other as well. You know what I'm working toward um, within the next two months, and specifically, especially for any of you who are already on my mailing list. And if you're not on my mailing list, can I guys get on my mailing list? I, I write a great column. You're getting to read my books for free before they come out this way. Um, so uh, you can contact me at VenturaSage at Yahoo.com or VenturaWords at Mac.com. If you want to get on my mailing list here, um, what I'm, I'm, I'm shooting toward within the next two months is uh, I'm going to bring back my monthly interview show, uh, where I will interview some interesting metaphysical person of sorts. And um, the other thing I, I'm going to do within about the next two uh, to three months is I'm going to probably uh, go. I might switch the show till Thursdays. I am thinking, and probably late afternoon. And uh, I'm actually going to brace myself. This is tougher, Sagittarius, because it's commitment. Uh, <laughs> but I'm going to. I think I'm going to do a weekly show for an hour, uh, because I, you know I know it's tough for people to know when I'm going to be broadcasting. I always broadcast usually the first Tuesday of each month, but I think I'm going to probably switch to Thursdays within the next few months. All of that information will be available on the Blog Talk Radio uh, site, but even better yet, all, you'll get all that information through my um, through my newsletter. If you if you uh, subscribe to uh, to Snake Oil online, you'll get all that. Uh, I'd like to go monthly. I really feel like I, there's a lot more to say, a lot more people to talk to, and I'd like to have more time actually to uh, you know to have half the show to get a couple more callers in to do the mini readings. I know um, it's a real value to people. And, you know, I always remind my clients as well, too, again, this is what I do professionally. You know, if you are looking for uh, a private session, uh, they're very valuable. You don't have to be in Phoenix to have one done. You can set one up by phone. You can contact me by email. All that information, again, is on my website. Contact my my email, and we could set up a time for you. And, um, you know, uh, my prices are reasonable. They're not extreme. So uh, reasonably affordable, so really can get some good insight. I always record the show, the uh, sessions on audio tape, and I mail them out to you after the mm-hmm. session. 
I always just like to remind my clients that, you know, calling me that day doesn't mean you're going to get an appointment that day. Uh, in fact, that's rare to never. I usually am booked out at least two or three or four days in advance. But, again, it's good you can set yourself up at the time to have some quiet time and talk and get some insight. Anyway, so that said, we will be back here next month. And, uh, again, I'm, I'm shooting for probably uh, October uh, to get the session, maybe November to get it uh, latest to get it uh, weekly. Uh, again, it's because I had been we're doing this part-time job and it took up a lot of nights, so I'm going to free up some of that energy in the next few months and be available for uh, probably a Thursday show. So I thank everyone for tuning in, and I, you know, keep on your, you know, your spiritual, intuitive, metaphysical pursuits. They are... Um, you know, they're what, they're, they're, our meditations, our intuition, our knowingness are, are, are what make us powerful. And, and, and keep paying attention to this world and the other world. Um, just, um, just keep a foot in either world, as I always like to say. And again, I thank everyone for tuning in today. Uh, Amethyst72, you have a wonderful day. And uh, I hope everyone has a good week. Cheers. Jim Ventura, we'll catch you next time.